What's going on, guys? You guys doing all right? Man, I'm so excited. Hey, before we jump in, can we just make some noise for the worship team? Man, that was incredible. That was Ajales and Jamie and the team, man. I, I just love that, man, especially getting a chance to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Um, before we jump in, I do want to just honor, I know, John, you, you honored me, but can we just honor Pastor John and Nancy? Come on. Can we just go crazy right now for them? Come on. Maybe you need to stand up on your feet right now and maybe scream, maybe give them an air five or something. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go, man. We are so excited, man, about what God is doing up in Gainesville, like just hearing about what God is doing down here in South Florida. Uh, man, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to preach. I'm excited about where we're going. Just so you guys know, John and, and Nancy and I, we've known each other for about 11 years now, and um, we got a chance to serve in a youth ministry together. Uh, we got a chance to disciple some, some kids together, which is great. Um, what's funny about John and I, kid you not, people would confuse John and I from one another. Do you remember this, John? I mean, this is really crazy. Like, I'll be, you know, out doing ministry, and it's like, hey, what's up, John? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and, and the same thing with John. Like, John's like, hey, what's up, Mike? And he's like, bro, like, what in the world is going on? But the, one of the reasons why I, I love John so much is that um, we might not see each other every single week, but we just kind of get each other. You know, even um, coming up here yesterday, I, we're just throwing jokes back and forth, and we end up texting the same joke to each other in a matter of minutes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, like this is my brother. And Man, I'm just incredibly just excited to get in the Word um, today. If you go ahead and just stand on your feet, we're going to go ahead and jump into it because we're going to be in James 5. Look at your neighbor say James 5. All right, now listen, I need some feedback because um, this is my first time here being with you guys, and I see a lot of familiar faces, uh, but when you give me feedback, it makes me preach harder, all right? So it's going to make me go a little bit, okay? All right, so listen, we're in James 5. Everybody say yeah. yeah. All right, online say Yeah. <laughs> I heard you, I heard you, I heard you, all right? And, and, and this message today in James 5, as a staff up in Gainesville, we've been praying about just what God wants to do today. And I really believe at the end of the day's message, we're just going to see some healing. We're going to see God break through some things. There's going to be some walls that are going to be torn down. And, and I'm really just believing that that's going to happen not just later, but, but here today. In order for us to go there, as we look at Scripture, I want to answer this one question. Does God heal? We're going to be talking about prayers of faith today, and we're going to get into James, but, but we can't necessarily go there unless we answer this question, does God heal? And, and, and another way to think about it is the, is the shop still open? Is uh, in, in the kid-friendly version of, of Kurt Franklin, are the melodies coming from heaven, right? You know, and, and Tasha Cobb, is, is, is he still breaking out chains? And so we're going to look at this scripture. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. ready. Come on. Starting in verse 13, it goes like this. Is anyone among you suffering? Let them pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let them praise. Is anyone, uh, anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, look at your neighbor say faith, faith. will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be what? Forgiven. Forgiven. 
Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Let's pray. Jesus, Father, we are so thankful for your presence. And with your presence comes power. So, Jesus, would you have your way in your name? And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Hey, go ahead and air five your neighbor and say, let's do this. <laughs> hey, I saw some of you guys, you actually touched. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. I'm just joking. You know, speaking of pandemic, um, this is not going to be a, a pandemic message because I feel like you've heard a lot of those. Um, but, man, uh, my wife and I, uh, we were kind of thinking back on this past year, and this is my wife. I think I got a picture of my wife here. She is, is flat out gorgeous. Come on, somebody. Woo! Some of you guys are like, Mike, how did you do that? Prayer, all right? That's what we're, that's what we're talking about uh, this morning. But my wife and I, we were looking back on the pandemic, and we were just kind of thinking about just all the crazy things we did or we believed in the name of self-preservation, like how in the world were we convinced that toilet paper was going to save the day? Like, 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 what in the world was going on there? Like, do you guys remember that? You guys looking back almost a year ago, I mean, people were flooding Target, Walmart, wherever, just to grab some toilet paper. And just like you and I, we would stand in a line, walk into the store, pass by water, milk, eggs, a couple of essential things to go and grab, like, as much toilet paper as we could. And we're thinking back, like, man, we, we really didn't need that much toilet paper. Like, what do we think was COVID-19 was the main symptom, like diarrhea or something? Like, what in the world, what in the world were we thinking? Uh, another thing I was, um, I was thinking about this the other day because one of my students, he, he talked to me about it. He was like, uh, man, Mike, like, why do you wear masks so much? And so at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, my wife had decided that we were going to kind of shrink our bubble of the, of the people we hung out with. And, and we were going to wear masks in the car. We we're going to wear masks when we're going, where we're coming at the beach, outside, playing sports. Whatever we did, we we're going to wear masks. The problem is, is that whenever we got around friends and family and we got around the dinner table, what happened? Masks came out, you know? And so we would have our mask on in every season. But when we got around the dinner table, we would spend two hours with our mask off. And my friend looks at me, he's like, Mike, like, that doesn't really make sense. But to be honest with you, it's, it's the things we believe. So today we're talking about faith and we're talking about belief. And what I need you to know is, is what you believe pays the way to how we behave. We're about, to, we're about to go into James 5 in just a second, but I need you to know, hey, what we believe, it, it paves the way to, to how we behave. I'm not even just talking about with faith. I'm not even talking about with the pandemic in your marriage and your career as students in your parenting, what you believe pays the way to how we behave. Now, I got to be honest with you. I'm looking at this passage, and the, the first couple of verses is straight-up application. It's like, man, if you're, if you're suffering, pray. If you're cheerful, praise. If, 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 you're in, in sick, need of, if you're sick and you're in need of wholeness, go and, and tell the elders. Let them anoint you in the name of the Lord, right? Like, like those things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this is the church. Like, it gets me so giddy because there's something about the church that was made to do something like this, right? Like, this is the church. Like, the church is supposed to be a place when you come in, you leave out a different way. 
The church is supposed to be a place that, that, that people are healed, restored, set free, chains are broken. Like that is the place, but the challenge is, is what you believe dictates how you behave. And so as I was looking at this, this passage, there's so much opportunity around what God wants to do in and through us. But we'll never actually live out verses 13 and 14 if we actually don't believe the same way. Today, what I want to do is I want to work backwards, starting with verse 15, because again, if we're ever going to live this out, if we really like believe God is a healer, which, spoiler alert, I really believe he is, I really do believe he restores. I really do believe God's going to do something today. It's going to take us getting all together on the train together to say, hey, this is what he does. Can I, can I get an amen in here? Amen. amen? So listen, as we look at this passage, what we learn about James 5 is that James 5, it's, it's written by the brother of Jesus, James, and James did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah at first. But as you're reading this book, it becomes clear that at some point he goes from looking at Jesus as his big brother to him becoming the savior that he can trust his life to. Now this word savior is an important word because it's where we get the word salvation. Now salvation leads to a savior and a savior is the one who brings the salvation. So when we're reading this passage in verse 15, it says, is anyone among you sick? And it says that the prayer of faith will. The next word is a bit of a shocker because if we're honest, what we really think James is going to lead to is if anyone is sick among you, like, like, may it be healing. But this is what he says. He says, if anyone is among you sick, the prayer of faith will save the sick. What is, what is James doing here? It's like, it's not just that the prayer of faith will heal the sick, but the prayer of faith will save the sick. Now, it's this word save that's really interesting. And it's the place that I really want to stay today. Because save is translated from the word sozo, and it's a great word that means salvation. Now, this is key because this, it's the same word that gets used for forgiveness of sins, that the, sinner set, that the Savior saves sinners. And it's this word that also gets used when someone was under uh, demonic oppression, that Jesus would, would save the person from demonic oppression. But it's the same word that also gets used with healing of diseases. This word save this word salvation from the greek word sozo like this salvation what, what is james what is james doing in regards to what we would think about salvation here's what he's doing and this is where i want us to go today church what i need you knowing about the word salvation is that when we see this word, and especially in the New Testament, as Jesus is talking about this in Scripture, what I need you to know is that there's benefits of salvation, and that not only applies to forgiveness of sins, the deliverance of bondage, but it also applies to the healing of diseases. The forgiveness of sins, the freedom from bondage, and the healing of diseases. If you're ready to go there, say, I'm ready. Here's the big, big idea this morning, and here's what I want to convince you. Jesus is a great Savior with a great salvation, and that salvation includes healing. If there's something I want to convince you of where we're going today as we look at James 5, it's this, is that Jesus, he's a great Savior with a great salvation, 
And that salvation, it includes healing. So what I want you to do with this, number one, is this. Because salvation is it's healing, it's deliverance, it's salvation from sin, number one is this. I want you to allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life. I want you to allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life. I, I remember the first time I got a full-time job, and I was working for uh, Nationwide Insurance. Nationwide is on your side. You know, <laughs> anybody got Nationwide? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I ended up working there while I was in college, first two years um, of college, and it was really exciting, exciting stuff. And uh, I remember when I sat in front of my manager, she, she, she kind of dropped all the, the descriptions of the job, and I was excited because of the title. It was Personal Lines Underwriting Intern. You could kind of scratch that off, you know, a little bit. But I was just excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And she's explaining to me all the benefits of this job, all of the, the things that's included in this job. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. But I'm so fixated at the title. Two years later at my, at my exit interview, she brings me in and she's like, Mike, um, here's what went well, here's what went bad, but here's what I noticed. I was like, what's going on? She's like, you didn't, you didn't take advantage of any of the benefits. I was like, what do you mean? I didn't know I had benefits. She's like, yeah, like, she's like, Mike, you, you have vacation days that were available to you, but it went unused. I'm like, man, Mike, I thought I was, I, I know interns get <laughs> vacation days. And she's like, no, no, but it's not even just that. Mike, you have, you have conference days that were available to you, but, but you didn't take advantage of it, so it didn't get used. I was like, oh, my gosh. And she says, Mike, this is going to hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, ma'am. You know, I'm trying to, like... <laughs> See if she can kind of reverse the process there. She says, Mike, being that you're in college, we created this program for interns where uh, you'll get college credit reimbursement while you're working for us. She said, Mike, it was available for you, but you never used it. See, see friends, listen to me carefully. If you belong to Jesus, you have benefits. Like, listen, let me say that again. Like, if, if, if you belong to Jesus, you have benefits. See, number one, allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life. See, for some of us, we, we, we answer the call and we're like, God, I, I, man, please take my sins. But then we walk out broken and still in pieces and still dealing with things that Jesus paid for. Listen, allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life. See, see the enemy, he's just, he's just strategic. See, the enemy would love nothing more than to distract you with the title of being his so that you never actually reach into the benefits of being his. See, listen to me, man. In the same way, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I work for Nationwide, right? <laughs> Nationwide. You know, I'm singing the jingle. Like, there was, there was benefits that were available to me. But the enemy, he, man, he's so strategic. Call yourself a Christian, but still walk out broken. Call yourself a disciple, but you're still in pieces. Call yourself a Christian. Oh, man, I follow Jesus. Jesus paid it all. You know? <laughs> 
we sing the songs. I'm going to sing the victory. You know, we, we, we have those moments, yet we don't take the full package of what, what Christ has offered and paid for. See, Psalms 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquity, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with what? Good. So that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. See, David's like, listen, David the psalmist, he's like, hey, listen, don't leave anything out. It's my prayer today, man, that at some point we're going to respond to this. My prayer is that you wouldn't leave anything out. I believe God has something special for you today. Even this week, man, we've been fasting, we've been praying, we've been thinking about this one moment. I believe God's going to meet you. I believe that God's going to heal you. He's going to set you free. There's some generational curses that maybe uh, you haven't uh, dealt with yet. God's going to break those things. There's some sicknesses. There might be cancers that God wants to heal right now. Listen, take, uh, allow all of his benefits to invade all of your what? Life. 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 See, if we're honest, when we're looking at this, this verse, the challenge of this verse is that it's easier for us to believe that he forgives all of our iniquities than it is to believe that he heals all of our diseases. But it's in the same verse. Actually, these two phrases are not just exclusive to this verse, but they're tied in so many different places together. Isaiah 33, 24, it says, the people of Israel, God's people, will no longer say we are sick and helpless, for the Lord will forgive their sins. Look at these two verses here in Isaiah 53, 5. It says, but he, Isaiah looking to Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. First Peter, looking in another direction, Peter says this. He says, hey, he himself, Jesus, bore our sin in his body on a tree that we might not die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Powerful moments in regards to his benefits. One, somehow Jesus intended to not separate sin, healing, and suffering from the package deal of salvation. The early church would know this. The early church would know that when Jesus was saying, hey, I am bringing a different kingdom, that he's announcing his arrival, they would know that this was a package deal. Yet we only take one out of the three benefits. There, there's something about his benefits. Number two is this, is that both writers, both Isaiah and Peter, they, de they derive the, the benefit of the source at Jesus. Well, well, Mike, what if I don't have enough faith? What's, what's beautiful about them looking at Jesus is that it wasn't so much about how big their faith was, but it was about the object of their faith. See, in, in one instance, you got, if, if this table is the cross, in, in one instance, you have Isaiah looking to the cross, and he's like, hey, hey, we are healed, right? And then you have on the other side, you have Peter is like, hey, listen, 
but, but we were healed. Who's the focus? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. See, number one, allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life. See, yes, we live in sin, in a sin-filled world, yes. Yes, there's sickness that still happens. But Jesus is a great Savior that brings a great salvation, and that salvation includes healing. Yes, we go through trials, but James 1, it talks about, hey, when we go through trials, count it what? Count it joy, right? For it's a test in your faith that produces what? Perseverance. So that at the end of those things, you might be complete lacking in what? Nothing. Listen, here's an encouragement. You might be in the middle of a trial right now. Listen, God is not absent from that trial. As a matter of fact, God is working. He's doing something. He's moving. And on the other side of that trial is the person you've always wanted to become. If you would just embrace it and go through it. Come on. Like, that is, that's who he is. I'm telling you, man, that, that's been my, like, kind of my theme message for this pandemic, for this past year that has been incredibly difficult. Mom has been diagnosed with so many different things throughout my life, but this year was incredibly difficult to add that to my mantle. Here's what I know. As long as I'm in it, God is very intentional. And he's allowing me. He's producing something in me that on the other side of this is the person I've always wanted to, co- uh, wanted to become. Church, that's even a message for us. Man, even just seeing how God is moving in this church, even with all the change and all of the, the different things. I mean, having to move campuses, having to, you know, embrace all these different things. Listen to me. Church, on the other side of this trial, with Jesus, is the church that you've always wanted to become. Embrace it. Embrace it. See, allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life. See, we go through trials. Yes, sickness happens. Yes. But church, when we belong to Jesus, we know that there's another kingdom that is coming by which we cry Maranatha, by which we say, Lord Jesus, would you come? See, his benefits, his benefits. Number two is this. Not only do I want you to allow all of his benefits to invade all of your life, but number two is I want you to understand that Jesus says that healing is a sign that the kingdom is coming. So let, your, so let his kingdom come. In Luke 9, it, it, Jesus calls his disciples together, and he sends them out to preach the kingdom, which is what? To heal the sick. And so when he sends Jesus out, he, he says to them, hey, I want you to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Or oh, one chapter over in, in Luke 10, verse 8, it says that whatever city you enter, before you go in, I want you to heal the sick, and I want you to tell the people that the kingdom of God is near. We find this in, in, in Matthew chapter 11. John the Baptist is doing ministry, and it's getting really, really tough on him, right? It's getting really incredibly hard, right? Because he's proclaiming the good news of who Jesus is. But he's getting, he's getting kind of weary in this moment, and, and John is like, hey, listen, I'm going to send out some message. I need you to just go ask Jesus. Like, Jesus, are, are you the one? <laughs> are, are you the person that, 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 that is coming? And Jesus sends back the, the messages, and this is what he says. He, says, he tells the, the messages to tell John that, go tell John that, that the blind can see, that the lame can walk, that the lepers are being cleaned, that the deaf are hearing, and the dead are raised up. Tell him that the kingdom of God is coming. See, Jesus, whenever we see healing, it's a sign that the, that the kingdom of God is near. So let his kingdom come. Check this out, church, in in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Man, as he proclaimed, 
and healed every disease and affliction among the people, it was a sign that his kingdom was coming. In Luke 8, when we see this woman that suffered from the issue of, of blood, 12 years, her condition has not got better. 12 years has gotten worse. 12 years she's struggled to fight for this. But then she sees Jesus walking down her avenue. She reaches and fights through the crowd. And, and, and when she touches Jesus, it was a sign that the kingdom of God was near. One of my favorite moments is in Luke 8. I'm sorry, it's in Matthew 8. And it's with the man with leprosy. And he came and he knelt before Jesus. And he said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. And it was a sign that his kingdom was near. And it was a sign that no matter what our circumstances, no matter what we're up against, that the kingdom of God was at hand. See, church, we're supposed to be his church. And as his church, we expect moments like these to happen. I'm telling you, man, like, what, what, if, what if in our Easter invites, it, it was filled with moments like this? We, we go to our neighbors, like, hey, man, listen, why should I come to Easter? It's like, listen, there, there was a time in my life where I struggled with depression. There was a time in my life where I felt like I was searching for identity. There was a time in my life where I was deathly sick, but then I met Jesus, and he turned my life around. And ever since then, I put my trust in him, and it's been worth it ever since. What if it's a moment where you meet someone, and it's like, that, that's kind of like the story. See, see, in some ways, what, what Jesus is landing at, when we talk about the prayer of faith, what Jesus is, is landing at is that the church is supposed to demand an explanation. The church is supposed to be his people where when we get around people and, and people see the way we live and see the way we behave and see the way we handle our finances and, and, and see the way that we approach, you know, illness and, and, and tough moments, it's supposed to be a moment where people stand back and are like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, how can you have that joy? How can, how can you keep your family together? Like, I just saw this argument. You were arguing with your wife, you know. How are y'all so happy, you know? It, it, we're supposed to live in a way where it, it, it demands an explanation. You know, I remember the first time I, I saw my first healing, and I was a, I was a junior at UF, and I had attended this, this college group called Chi Alpha. And any Chi Alphas in the house? Come on, let's go. And um, Pastor Steve was, was over it. And, you know, I come from a very, like, like we don't really talk about this. It's kind of like, you know, God, Jesus, and the Bible. You know, like that's kind of like the Trinity in some ways. And um, I remember just being a part of this one group, and he preaches this message, and at the end, he just opens it up for prayer. And people raise their hand, and and people were like, hey, could you, could you heal me from this headache? Um, could you, you know, <laughs> I got an ingrown toenail, you know, like stuff like that. I mean, I don't remember like the specific ones, but it was kind of things like, I mean, sure. I mean, you could go to a doctor for that, right? And, and you know, for me, coming from like a pretty cynical background, I was just kind of like, I mean, I guess it's in the Bible, but I've never seen it. I've never experienced it before. At the end of the night, 
One of the guys I had met, it was, it was kind of like one of those things. I love here because you walk in and you, you get greeted by people. It was one of the greeters. I, I really didn't know his name, but, but I noticed that he couldn't necessarily like, like be balanced because one of his legs like wasn't even with his other leg. And so he had to wear a boot that would kind of even things out. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And so I'm meeting with him and he's sitting next to me and he raises his hand and he's like, I, I want healing. I'm like, man, don't tell me <laughs> what you about to ask. <laughs> He's like, Pastor Steve, I know we've been, we've been going after this week after week, but could, you, could we pray for me that I could stand up straight, that my legs would even out right? And so he has us sit in his chair, and I'm like literally right next to him. And Pastor Steve and the body gets together, and they start to pray, and nothing happens. And I'm like, man, see, God, <laughs> like, I, I, I know you don't do that stuff no more. And Pastor Steve says, this, he's like, let's pray again. And so they end up praying again and literally, kid you not, I'm literally hearing bones crack and his legs stretch out and he stands up and he's, it's like even, like I don't know how to explain it, it's even. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, oh, like this God, you do that stuff, whoa, you know? I was like, that's so cool, right? One of the things, uh, man, being at camp, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor as well, and um, so for years I've, I've done camps with our youth group, and, um, you know, the first day kids are just, they're evil, uh, you know, <laughs> on the first day. And just keeping it real, just keeping it real. And... Uh, but by the end of the camp, they just, they're just full of faith and they're just asking for things. And I, I'm telling you, I, countless times uh, we've, we've asked for parents that have cancer to be healed. And time and time again, we ask for marriages to be made whole. And time and time again, I get stories where parents come back and they're like, hey, listen, my daughter told me that, that you guys prayed for us and, and this is what happened. God healed us. Or, man, we were at the brink of divorce, and, and my son came back, and, and God restored us. Like, listen to me. God is a miracle worker. He wants to bring his kingdom. You just got to ask. One of my favorite moments, guys, listen to me. One of my favorite moments was with my mom. My mom, she was, um, had this crazy, life-altering like, moment where she was out of work for about a year. And it was getting to the point where... Um, her health benefits were, were starting to end, so she wasn't going to get any paychecks longer, um, any longer. And... We were just praying, and my mom was like, hey, I just don't know what to do. I'm ready to go back to work, but they won't release me to go back to work. And we, we just said, like, hey, we're just going to pray. We're just going to ask God. And so we end up praying, and at the end of that statement, my mom says, you know what, Mike? I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I was like, but they didn't welcome you back yet. She's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go. I'm like, man, Lord. <laughs> I was like, she's she about to get arrested. She's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to work, and I'm going to trust God. The next day she gets to the place and she's knocking on the door and she has this whole speech kind of prepared like, hey, I'm, I'm ready. Um, I know I'm not released yet, but, but I need this. I need this. She knocks on the door. The manager comes out and she says, thank God you're here. She says, today is the day that we lost one of our employees to maternity leave. She was supposed to start three weeks later, but she starts today. We need to help. Could you come in? And she told me that I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. Like, let his kingdom what? Come. See, the first thing is that we allow all of his benefits to invade all of our lives. 
Number two is that Jesus says that healing is a part of the kingdom, so let his kingdom come. But here's where I want to land it at. I want to land it at us because Jesus is a great Savior who brings great salvation, and that includes healing. Point number three is this. Prayer releases the benefits of salvation. So use your words. You want to know where we're about to go in in, in James 5? We're about to go and do James 5. Listen to me. How do we get there? Prayer releases the benefits of salvation. See, check this out. When it comes to divine healing or when it comes to prayers of faith, here's what I need you to know. How do we pray prayers of faith? How do we see divine healing is this, is that divine, divine healing is the product of his grace activated by our faith released in our words. What we're about to do right now, we're about to pray and worship team, if you would even just come up right now. What I need you to know is, like, hey, divine healing, how we get there, is not necessarily uh, the size of your faith. In some ways, it's the object of your faith. But it, it's this moment where we recognize his grace activated through our faith and released in your words. How do we see what God wants to do? You've got to open your mouth. How do we get a chance to apply John, James 5? We have, to, we have to open up our mouth. See, the same grace that saves is the same grace that heals. Ephesians 2, 8. By grace, you have been saved through faith, which is not a result of works that you might not boast, right? Like, that, that, is, the, that is the key. See, we are saved by the grace of God, and we are healed by the grace of God, but the way we activate this is by using our words. So what I want you to do with this message, I want us to, I want us, I want us to pray prayers of faith. What do I want us to do with this message? Here we are right now. We, we've talked about what prayers of faith look like. Right now it's just like, hey, I want us to apply James 5. That if, that if anyone among you is suffering, let them what? Let them pray. If anyone is cheerful, let them praise. If anyone among you is sick, let them call the, the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord, right? Like that, that's, that's what we're about to do in this moment. That we allow all of his benefits to invade all of our life. That we will let his kingdom come and his will be done. See, if I was to break down this passage faithfully, seven times he mentions prayer, yes. This passage is clearly about prayer. God answers prayer, prayer has power, prayer works. But what I need you to know is that I'm asking for us to pray prayers of faith. And I need us to believe in the forgiveness of sins with salvation and the conquering of addictions with salvation and the healing of diseases. Are you guys willing to go there? Let's pray. Let's pray. Would you just close your eyes just for a second? I don't know what, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't, I don't know what mountains you need to climb right now. I don't know what battles have been against you or in front of you. But Jesus does. And even right now, 
I'm going to ask in this moment that the church will be the church. That if anyone among us is suffering, that, that they will walk out whole. It's not necessarily how big our faith is. It's the, it's the object of our faith. It's, it's Jesus. Well, Mike, man, what if it's not God's will? Listen, we see God's will in Isaiah 53. Like, that's his will. Like, when it talks about who Jesus is and what he's coming to do, that he breaks addictions. Like, that's, that's, that's his will. That's his will. Listen to me. It's easy for us to, to believe the sin parts, and it's easy for us to believe the other parts, but when it comes to healing and diseases, this is part of the equation for salvation. Even online right now, I need you to know, like, hey, this is the moment here for salvation. God wants to heal. He wants to restore. You just got to open up your mouth and ask. Last thing I'll say is this. Man, maybe some of you in here, and if I can get just maybe even like some of our pastors and our staff, because we're going to pray. Maybe you're in here and you're like, man, Mike, I don't have a lot of faith if I, if I could be honest with you. Like, it's, it's tough right now. It's, I've done through a lot. This, this season has been challenging. Maybe you're online right now and you're like, man, Mike, like this, this, is, this seems impossible. What I love about Jesus is one of the stories he tells is of a guy that was a paralytic and he couldn't get to Jesus. There was a crowd in front of the house and they couldn't make their way in. And so these four friends, they... They climbed a roof and they cut an opening in and they lowered him in and Jesus saw exactly what was going on and this is what Jesus says. <laughs> he tells them that, hey, that your faith was kind of healed because, not because of his faith, but because of the friend's faith. Here's the cool thing, we're about to go for it, we're about to ask, we're about to potential, we're about to pray. What I need you to know is that the church is supposed to be the place, even online right now, the church is supposed to be the place that when your faith is low, you will get around others and together, we would seek God together. Together, we would worship together. Together, we would anoint with oil and God would move. That's who he is. So would you stand with me even right now? Would you stand with me? And I, I want to make this opportunity right now. We're going to go back to one song. And, and I want us to just be the church right now. If, if, if you're suffering, as we go through this worship set, I, I just want you to pray. I want you to find space just to pray and just to welcome his presence in. If you're, if you're cheerful, if you're in a good season, praise. Why is that important, man? I, I tell you what, in youth group, man, it was, it was great because you have these high schoolers and these, and, these, and, and these college leaders that would set the atmosphere, right? They would, they would raise the, the thermometer, right? They would increase the faith in a room. And, and, and by increasing the faith, people were willing and able to go with them. But man, also, if you're suffering, if you're in a season where it's like, man, there's health issues, there's maybe some walls that you feel like you can't break through, man, we, we want to pray. We want to... We want to open up this time just to respond in prayer. So let me pray for us. Jesus, Father, thank you so much for everything that you're doing in and through us. God, I pray right now this be a, a moment where the church could be the church. God, that people will walk in better than they came out. That Jesus, even right now, if you're online, even right now, I pray that, that God, you're going to heal, you're going to restore, you're going to do what you do best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.